0: Hey, y'all, and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. My name is Brittany Dixon. This is yet another Anchored Wives Prayer. 31 days, this is day 28. And then the podcast is going to go still for the remainder of September, possibly October. We'll wait and see what the Lord says. And I'm excited about it. I went still in the social media world. And honestly, even, I mean, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I have a job. So there's some level that I can't just go away for three weeks, right? But I went away from anything extra. And I'm not saying this to get brownie points or a a WANA badge. I'm saying this because I really want to encourage that we not just do the things of the Lord because Someone else is doing it, or because it looks good, or it sounds good, or for me, trying what I had to get free from is <clears throat> I'm a recovering people pleaser, or and, and in addition, God pleaser. So, not just doing things because, well, this is what I think Christians should do, or this is what I think a disciple should do, but doing the things that the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you as a believer that Jesus is the Lord and Savior, your personal Lord and Savior, but big Lord and Savior of everybody, but that he is your friend. He's holding your hand. He's your friend, yet he's your king. He's like both and both. But I really wanted to encourage that. Um, I had a lot of side conversations and I was even catching up on like my social media messages and I guess it really did look like I just kind of <laughs> went off and I legitimately did. I had a, a death of someone very, very close to me. And not that I have not experienced death. I'm an ICU nurse. That's what's so crazy. I have literally body bagged so many people over these almost two decades. I don't even know. I mean, especially during COVID, right? So I know death from a exterior standpoint, but from the interior, from this is someone I personally know, it's different. But I will say that even the death I deal with at the bedside, I would always pray. Like when I'm in there doing the more care, putting them in the bag and everything, I would pray. And some of the things that I would say is like, Lord, I, I don't know if they knew you. And that really, to me, completely changed the game when I became an ICU nurse with death for me, and I know this is an anchored wise prayer. Prayer. This is day twenty-eight, but we gonna get there in a second. This is me being obedient to what I, what, what is on my heart. But um, the the dealings of death really move you, and it gets you to think about the bigger things about life, how fragile it is, how the stuff that matters really don't matter. Like, is this going to matter? I literally talked to my kids about this. My older two have a tendency to fight. And I'm like, in one year, are you going to remember this? In five years, are you going to remember this? When you are standing in front of Jesus at the end of your life, because the Bible says at the end, we're going to all be held accountable and stand before the Lord. Are you going to be like, yeah, but he he drank my, my orange juice. Girl, what? Why does that matter? So even as we're thinking about our marriages right now, in these 31 days we're praying for them we're praying for our spouse's heart the bigger picture the bigger plan is not that your marriage is fixed on this side of heaven that would be wonderful that would be like a cheesecake and apple pie and a cup of coffee but if the lord is up to something else if the lord is cultivating this trauma this tragedy this disappointment in this marriage If he's doing allowing, not causing, but allowing that for a greater purpose, friend, I really don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to miss it because you're like, well, when will he get better? When will this marriage be better? When can I do an Instagram story that just looks like our life is, you know, in a bubble? When will he start pleasing me and filling my needs? And I wonder if the Lord is asking you to be willing to go lower and to come to the back with him knowing your disappointment fully he sees you he knows you so he sees and knows all but he wants to be the filler of that not your life because that's when our marriages become idols all that we do can be can become idol good things i i have to frequently resist my children becoming an idol my children So an idol is not just something bad. It's anything that we make bigger than God. So all that to say, if the Lord is telling you to pause, take a break, do it. Be obedient to whatever the Lord is telling you, friend, whatever he's telling you. Because it's for your good, you know. For any of my moms on here, you know how, like, your kid, you tell your kids to do something, but you don't give them, like, the dissertation statement? And they're like, but why? But why? And you just be like, you know, listen, because I said, I was really trying not to parent like that in many ways because I was parented like that. Not to ask more than one and a half questions. But after a while, it's like, I just, I just need you to, like, let's just let the basis that I am for you. I am for you. My child. I am on your team. So I'm not perfect. I'm not Jesus. I will make mistakes, but I am for you. So anything I'm asking you to do is not to go rob a bank or it's not in. in, I didn't wake up on this random Tuesday and say, I want to intentionally harm my child, right? So let's just even start at the basis. So the things that we don't even understand of God, let's just start at the basis of Lord, like just sitting in his love. Once you allow his love to be the, like, once you allow that to be the bigger thing, then it literally influences everything else. Because now it's not like, so even when that thing comes that you don't understand, or a long season that you're like, Lord, please move this away, and he doesn't, you know? Then it'll start looking like he moving in everybody else's life but yours, But when you're sitting and basking in his love, it changes the game. So Anchor Wise Prayer, day 28. We are actually reading reading the whole stanza, the whole section of Resh, which is um, Psalm 119, 153 through 160. Consider my affliction and rescue me, for I have forgotten your instruction. Champion my cause and redeem me. Give me life as you promised. Salvation is far from the wicked because they do not study your statutes. Your compassions are many, Lord. Give me life according to your judgments. My persecutors and foes are many. I have not turned from your decrees. I have seen the disloyal and feel distrust because they do not keep your word. Consider how I love your precepts. Lord, give me life according to your faithful love. The entirety of your word is truth. Each of your righteous judgments endures forever. And this is the CSB translation. I, I use ESV very regular, CSB, and on my phone, I'll refer to um, the Blue Letter Bible and understanding more inductively. Trying to, I'm not gonna. I, I have not went to seminary school, but to just better understand, you know, if, if this is what I'm gonna do, then I want to spend some extra time to study the words. What is the initial root word? You cannot inductively understand the the Bible in context with not understanding the root word. So from that standpoint, my mentor uses Blue Letter Bible, and it's just been a game changer over these years, Um, as well as just reading from the original King James. But my actual physical Bibles are either ESV or CSB, so that's a CSB uh, reading. Um, like usual, I'm going to pick a verse. We're going to pray for our husbands. And I will see y'all back here tomorrow. So, actually, there's a couple verses. I wrote some different things down. But the biggest, if you have not read Isaiah 43, So Deuteronomy is actually one of my favorite books in the Bible. It was my favorite until I've been studying John, (laughs) but um, Isaiah, I have not actually read Isaiah a hundred percent through. So I'm doing that right now with my teen and my um, oldest nephew, who's also, he's just five months older than Layla. So they're both 15 and we're studying the whole Bible together from now until when they graduate. So I hope and pray if the Lord wills and the creek don't rise as my good friend Jasmine would say, that on the other side of, you know, three years from now that I can say I read Isaiah. So um, I've not read it through, but Isaiah 43 is like a very favored passage, a, a book for me, a chapter for me. Specifically in Isaiah 43, um, 4, just wanted to read um, that real quick. Isaiah 43, verse 4. Because you are precious in my sight. Really, let's start at three. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel and your Savior. I have given Egypt as a ransom for you, Cush and Seba in your place. Because you are precious in my sight and honored and I, and I love you. There's that love for us to bask in. I will give people in exchange for you and nations instead of your life. Can really keep going. I mean, the whole thing. Do not fear. For I am with you. I love that. But um, you are precious. You know, when you think about your most precious treasure, not anything you would just you know keep on the bottom, but you're gonna put it on the top shelf. You're gonna hide it away from thieves and robbers, or even from yourself. For you know, you're not gonna wear that to you know running in the mud. You're going to treat it preciously. You're going to value it above many other things. And that's how God looks at you. So when I was reading um, Psalm 119 for this rush, that's what I felt. I felt like the Lord literally loves us so much and has put aside, I mean, when you think about from from verses one to all the way to 160 right now, this constant theme of my decrees, my statutes, my instruction. And if from outside in that could really look like, or what the enemy might want to distort is like, look, he just is bossy telling you what to do. He's got all these rules that are extremely hard to follow. And that is not the purpose of his rules. It is because he loves us that much. I tell my child, look both ways before you cross the street, not just because I'm mom and I want to tell you what to do, but I want to protect you. I want to give you this rule, this boundary line, because I love you that much. So man, do you look at the Lord's boundaries? Does your husband live in such a way that these, that all of these decrees, instructions, statutes do not touch, do not, and do not, and do not? What if you flipped the script and looked at it like, these are God's boundary lines because he loves me, because I'm precious in his sight. And y'all, again, this is just something that might be a lifelong constant that you need to remind yourself that God is giving us this life and he's giving it in such a way that we get to decide, is he the Lord of it or are we? So it's been said many times throughout this Psalm 119. Again, we're up to verse 160 right now. But it's been said many times where this psalmist is saying, give me life. Give me life. Give me life. So I wrote down Deuteronomy thirty nineteen. I love the book of Deuteronomy. But in there, Moses is, is petitioning that. You have a choice, people of Israel, or you. You have a choice, husband and wife, that you're going to make this marriage be a marriage of blessings or curses, life or death. Which one are you going to choose? You have the choice. God loves us enough that he's given us a choice. So which are you going to choose? The give me life part or the dying? And maybe not a physical death, but maybe a death of your marriage. Maybe a death of your relationship, maybe a death of fruit being bearing in your, in your life, just stagnancy, strife, no peace in your home. I don't know. So I pray that our husbands are really obsessed about getting life from the correct source because the enemy is so strategic. He's going to send us over to another well, and it's not a well of life it's a well of death. It's a, it's a well of self-sufficiency, self-reliance. The, the, if you think about the mammon of life, the, the pride of life, more money, more status, more following, more, more possessions, more clothes, more shoes, more cars, more, more letters behind my name. And y'all, I'm not saying that in, in condemnation, but be careful of the motivations of your heart am I just wanting this to become bigger this platform to become bigger because I want affirmation because I want to live this great bold life or am I losing it all as Jesus tells us in Mark 8 for his glory and from and even Jesus in that in that verse I mean this is specifically in John 10 12 where Jesus is like you you need to set aside the love of your old life. The, the love of this this old way of living this old way of thinking for those if you if you love your life then you're gonna struggle with losing it and y'all that that's a difficult the bible study my that my um pastor's wife is doing right now um she does not like to be called first lady but <laughs> even though that's technically what what she is um she's an amazing bible teacher but um is this Christian tension. And it's such a necessary topic right now because it's like you have one foot in, one foot out. Like, how do you do that and do it well? Jesus instructs us not to love our life, that but we're called to lose it. And by losing our life, we get our life back. We get more back, actually. We get abundance. So I know I usually pick a verse, but man, it's like the whole thing but specifically i really want to pray on that verse 154 champion my cause and redeem me give me life as you promised the lord has promised you life again deuteronomy 30 even in verses 28 and 29 all of it or ch- chapters rather um, moses is con- constantly contrasts and compares blessings curses life and death life is in the hands of the father so I pray that as we're wrapping up, we're nearing day 31, that this is not just about your earthly marriage, but that your earthly marriage is a beautiful depiction of Jesus in the church, and it draws many, it disciples many, it, and your disciples disciple that disciple that disciple, because that's upon how which Jesus began the church started with the few so letting discipleship be at the heart of your marriage the love of God allowing you to believe the best of others starting with your spouse basking in God's love allows you to endure some difficulties in your marriage so I want to pray that heavenly father creator. Lord, we cannot even describe comprehend fully how much you love us, how much you do champion us even in the no's, even in the no's not yet or no, not ever. That's still a champion of our cause Lord, allow us to see you even in those no's. Allow us to trust you even in these difficult corners and circumstances. God, please help us to see you not as just the giver of what we want, but that you love us enough, you care about us enough, you have allowances enough to draw us near to you. So, Father, I pray for our husbands God, that they bask in your love, that they know you and that they bask in you and that they don't turn to the side to look into this thing or that thing, whether it's good or bad, but that they are fulfilled in you, that we and their wives are not even their cup filler, but that it's you, Lord. And we pray, Father God, that they live these lives in full surrender to you. That they're willing to lose their earthly life, metaphorically speaking, because they want to run after you, uncluttered. Lord, you are greater than anything we could ever try to pursue in of ourselves. Help us to remember that, God. Help us to keep you in first place where you belong. In Jesus' name, amen.